Rover by Henry Kendall. Read for LibriVox.org by Nemo. No classic warrior tempts my pen to fill with verse these pages. No lordly hearted man of men my muse's thought engages. Let others choose the mighty dead and sing their battles over. My champion too has fought and bled. My theme is one eyed rover. A grave old dog with tattered ears, too sore to cock up reader. A four-legged hero full of years, but sturdy as a cedar. Still, age is age, and if my rhyme is dashed with words pathetic, don't wonder, friend, I've seen the time when Rove was more athletic. He lies coiled up before me now, a comfortable crescent, his night-black nose and grizzled brow fixed in a fashion pleasant. But ever and anon he lifts the one good eye I mention, and tries a thousand doggish shifts to rivet my attention. Just let me name his name and up, you'll see him start and patter, towards me like a six-month's pup, in point of speed but fatter. He pokes his head upon my lap, nor heeds the whip above him, because he knows, the dear old chap, his human friends all love him. Our younger dogs cut off from hence, at sight of lash uplifted, but rove with grand indifference, remains and can't be shifted. And ah, the set upon his fizz, at meals defies expression, for I confess that Rover is a cager by profession. The lesser favorites of the place at dinner keep their distance, but by my chair one grizzled face begs on with brave persistence. His jaws present a toothless sight, but still my hearty hero can satisfy an appetite which brings a bone to zero. And while Spot barks and Pussy mews, to move the cook's compassion, he takes his after-dinner snooze in genuine biped fashion. In fact, in this our ancient pet so hits off human nature that I at times almost forget he's but a dog in feature. Between his tail and bright old eye the swift communications outstrip the messages which fly from telegraphic stations. And ah, that tail's rich eloquence conveys too clear a moral for men who have a grain of sense about its drift to quarrel. At night his voice is only heard when it is wanted badly, for Rover is too cute a bird to follow shadows madly. The pup and Carlo in the dark will start at crickets churring, but when we hear the old dog bark we know there's something stirring. He knows a gun, does Rover hear, and if I cock a trigger, he makes himself from tail to ear an admirable figure. For once the following piece is out, and game is on the tappy, the set upon my hero's snout would make a cockle happy. And as for horses, why, betwixt our chestnut mare and rover, the mutual friendship is as fixed as any love of lover. And when his master's hand resigns the bridle for the paddle, his dogship on the grass reclines and stays and minds the saddle. Of other friends he has no lack, Gray pussy is his crony, and kittens mount upon his back as youngsters mount a pony. They talk of man's superior sense, and charge the few of treason, who think a dog's intelligence is very like our reason. But though philosophy has tried a score of definitions, twixt man and dog it can't decide their relative positions. And I believe upon the whole, though you my creed deny, sir, that Rove's entitled to a soul as much as you or I, sir. 
Indeed, I fail to see the force of your derisive laughter, because I will not say my horse has not some horse hereafter. A fig for dogmas, let them pass. There's much in life to grieve us, and what most grieves is this, alas, that all our best friends leave us. And when I sip my nightly grog and watch old Rover blinking, this royal rune of a dog calls forth some serious thinking. For though he's lightly touched by fate, I cannot help remarking, the step of age is in his gait, its hoarseness in his barking. He still goes on his rounds at night to keep off forest prowlers, but ah, he has no teeth to bite the cunning-hearted howlers. Not like the rover that erewhile gave droves of dingoes battle, and dashed through flood and fierce defile the friend but dread of cattle. Not like to him that in past years one fight by fight and scattered whole tribes of dogs with rags of ears and tail-ends torn and tattered. But while time tells upon our pet and makes him grayer daily, he is a noble fellow yet, and wears his old age gaily. Still dogs must die, and in the end, when he is past caressing, will mourn him like some human friend, whose presence was a blessing. Till then be bred in peace his lot, a life of common clover, the pup may sleep outside with spot, we'll keep the nook for rover. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.